what is it that really differentiates this space and and how would you describe it to someone that you know has that traditional retail mindset to really help them understand what RTO is all about? When you work in a store and you see customers fulfilling that obligation or paying it out early and taking ownership of that piece and, and that smile on their face when they own that that product, you know, it's fantastic. That's what rent to own does. It provides that value and that service for that that customer base. Welcome into the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. The rent-to-own space is one that's kind of always intrigued me. You know, in in talking with so many independent retailers, um, you realize that there's a a whole other segment of this industry that, you know, it needs to be talked about and, and, you know, a lot can be learned from looking, whether you're a retailer looking at the rent-to-own space or vice versa. And um, who better to do that with than Nationwide's own director of Nationwide Rent Direct, Kevin Dahlke, um, a, a guy who's been in this space basically since, you know, leaving college and uh, has spent several decades, um, you know, walking the path of the rent to own business and uh, learning a lot along the way and, and making connections and, and really, you know, taking his functional knowledge and applying it to what he's doing here at Nationwide and Ensuring that uh, all of our dealers, whether they're you know retailers or specifically in the rent-to-own space, uh, have the tools and and insights you know needed to be successful at their jobs, and uh, always fun to pick his brain and and you know talk to him about the differences between the rent-to-own space and traditional retail, and just see you know some of the things the challenges that the RTO space faces and how they approach them maybe a little bit differently than a traditional retailer and things like that. But uh, always just a good time, and and we him and I can go on for hours, it seems like, just talking about the the different uh, industries and intricacies of these spaces and of the RTO space in particular. So happy to finally get to do that in the form of a, an independent thinking podcast. And uh, I think, you, you know, I, I learned a lot and I, I hope that you do too in listening to it. So let's just go ahead and dive into it. This is Kevin Dahlke, our director of Nationwide Rent Direct here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we are back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and jumping headfirst into the deep end of the rent-to-own world today with our director of Nationwide Rent Direct, Mr. Kevin Dahlke. Appreciate you taking the time and wearing the uh, the shirt. If you're watching the, the video version, the Nationwide shirt, you were ready, man. You're, you're ready for a podcast. I'm ready to go, yep. <laughs> awesome. Well, how are you doing, sir? First things first. I'm doing great. You know, the summer is always busy for us, uh, preparing for shows and and attending other uh, shows that are that are in the industry, so busy. Yeah, you've got. Uh, I mean, we're kicking off. This is uh, start of RTO month in Nationwide Marketing Group for our, our blog and everything we're doing there uh, when, when this podcast drops. So when you say busy, you've got you do have a lot going on. So talk about you know we'll, we'll dive into your background in a second. But what what is this month like for you? As far as we've got prime time, there's another big show that, that happens around this time of year for the RTO space. Uh, you know, what, what is August like? What, what is it about August that makes this the month for, uh, for this space? I don't know, but we need to, uh, we need to try to get together and, and separate these events out. But, you know, one of the things being in the rental industry, um, APRO, who is a, a partner of ours and, and out there, really looking out for the rent-to-own industry. They, they put together some state association shows. Um, they're not only August, they're throughout the year. So in a, a position of, uh, with Rent Direct, I like to support the, the rental dealers out there in those states and I'll attend 
as many of those shows as I can with uh, with my support. So that kind of sprinkles in, you know, throughout the uh, the summer months as well. And then you have a highlight at our show. It's something I, I've been at once, and I know it gets very exciting. Uh, and it has a name that lives up to it: the Hot Show um, at, at primetime. Talk about talk us through that a little bit. Ex- explain what that is for someone that's not been, and, and just what that means to to you in this space. Yeah, the Hot Show is uh, is very exciting. It's been around for a long, long time, and it's an opportunity for our vendor partners to put a special out there that they're not going to get on the show floor. That, that a rental dealer is not going to get on the show floor sometimes limited quantities, a lot of times limited quantities. And so they'll all grab a paddle prior to sitting down in the, in the room. And uh, I've got a, a great auctioneer that works with me, but she, uh, she runs around, creates some excitement. Dealers will raise their paddles and, and we'll make the commitments for those buys. So it's a, it's a really good time. That's awesome. I look forward to, to, you know, attending that again and diving into it more. And, uh, you know, we, we got a lot to talk about, but I want to give you a chance to, uh, you know, to in- introduce yourself. Who is Kevin Dawkey? What, what was your, you know, what's your background like and your path to Nationwide? And uh, you know, we'll, we'll start there and then dive a little deeper. Sure. Well, um, I started in the industry uh, in the late 80s. So, you know, coming out of college, you're, you're looking for that that big thing and i landed in in the rental business not really knowing what it was but it just it didn't take long to to set the hook and everything that goes along with it i i just uh really enjoyed it so i've, I've been in that industry in this industry for over 30 years now and um and and really enjoy the operation side of it which i did for so many years and now being able to transition transition into the buying side and more of a support for the rent home dealers out there is, has really been great. Can you pinpoint, you know, thinking back the, the one thing that did hook you or it was it just sort of a, a series of things that, that made this, uh, you know, the space, something that gets you excited and, and really kept you around. Sure. Rent own is, it's never the same day twice, I guess you said, and you could say that in retail as well. You, you get different customers coming in. But the, the stores, the operation is a five to six person operation in my history. Um, some dealers are certainly larger and have more people, but it's a very uh, tight knit group. So you get to know your, your coworkers very well and, and being in management, you, uh, you coach and teach and, and bring those coworkers along. So that part of it is, is really fun to, to see somebody get promoted through the system take a store in another state, another city, whatever is, is really fulfilling. And, and then the customer base being a rental transaction where they come in to make a payment every week, every month over a period of 12 to 24 months, you get to know that customer um, and, and really get to know their family and what's going on in their lives. So that part of it, you know, both those pieces together, uh, it really draws you in and, and it's uh it's a great opportunity to, uh, to enjoy work. Yeah. I want to come back to that. Um, cause it's a really cool customer dynamic. Uh, but before I, I forget to ask, you know, what, what's sort of having that length of experience in the industry, what's sort of been the biggest change, you know, for, for the RTO space that you've noticed or, or been witness to, uh, you know, since you've been involved in it, you know, um, I think over time, I've seen a lot of uh, acquisitions. So I think in, in rent-to-own industry, more than, more than retail, um, dealers will retire, sell off their 10 stores or whatever, and, and get acquired by somebody else. So 
I've seen a lot of that um, over time. And I think maybe that's the biggest change because you're always going from operational standards on with one company to another, making slight changes in, in how you operate the business. And uh, it keeps it interesting, but um, you know, that's one of the biggest changes. Uh, it's interesting uh, for sure. And um, I, I love the, the kind of the, the, um, you know, anecdote about the customer's being more frequent shop because that's mm-hmm. something that I, you know, as a retailer, you might take for granted the fact that you think of a traditional appliance retailer, you might not see that customer again for seven to 10 years, I think is the the cycle, right? So right. I mean, to, to be able to see them every single week, that's, that just brings a whole different dynamic and um, importance, I think, to having good people in your business too, because that, that customer relationship, how, imp- I mean, that's got to be incredibly important to, uh, you know, the RTO dealer, as opposed to a tra- not to say the customer relationship isn't important in traditional retail, it certainly is, but it's kind of put in a different spotlight when you're an RTO dealer. Absolutely, you get um, you know if you're talking six, five or six coworkers in a store, everybody's got to have a a good ability to keep that relationship going. You think about a customer coming in uh, weekly, you can either enhance that relationship each week or it gives you more opportunity to to screw it up i guess you know you, you have more more customer interaction so it kind of works both ways and you got to be on your game uh every week oh that's interesting I, you know it kind of i think proves the point too i leads itself nicely to what i was going to ask next and um you know you think about the just the the mindset the reputation of rto and i feel like it gets often like oversimplified when, when people are thinking about it, like, Oh, you know, yep. They, they rent product. It's not a traditional retail transaction, but you know, what, what is it that really differentiates this space and and how would you describe it to someone that, you know, has that traditional retail mindset to really help them understand what RTO is all about? That's interesting. Um, I'll tell you being in the rental industry, uh, meeting new people where I live, where I live is, is truly retail. Um, and, and going to social events and, and they'll ask, what do you do? I've explained it numerous times. You know, the rent own industry is, uh, sometimes gets a, a bad rap, but to me, it's very fulfilling because that customer, uh, is, it is a sale. They want that refrigerator. They need that refrigerator. They come, they cannot go out with traditional financing and, and buy it. So rent to own serves that, that void of, uh, customer customer need. And when you, when you work in a store as a manager or even a, a district manager, regional director, and you see customers uh, fulfilling that obligation over 24 months, months or paying it out early and taking ownership of that piece and, and that smile on their face when they own that, that product, it's, uh, you know, it's fantastic. And, and that's what rent to own does. It provides that, um, that value and that service for that, that customer base. How is it, um, you know, obviously there's the transaction and some of the, the surface level things that are obviously similar between retail and uh, traditional retail, I will, I will say, and rent to own. What are some of those other similarities that, you know, someone might not necessarily on the surface recognize right away? Um, similarities, we deliver, retailers deliver, we set up, um, we provide service for, now we do provide, rent to own provides service for the customer over the length of the agreement. Uh, retailers will will sometimes do the same depending on their, their setup. But, uh, those are some of the things. And then as customers come in, you will always, um, try to, to put them into another product, 
which which you know meets their needs too. So the same things with retail. When you see a customer walking in, you're going to try to get them uh, set up with a new a new item. And then kind of flipping the the question around, you know, you talk about the the more frequent customer transaction or uh, customer uh, you know coming into the store and things like that. And obviously it's renting as opposed to selling. But what are some of those other differences that um, you know really kind of differentiate the space from what a traditional retailer might do? Um, I think, you know, traditional, you, you do look for referrals as well. One of the things that, that rent to own kind of, uh, hangs his hat on is, is that customer being happy and going out and telling their friends or their family members of the great experience. So the referral business is big in, in rent to own, just grassroots recruiting, uh, for new customers and, and, uh, marketing for new customers. How about challenges? You know, does a RTO dealer face the same sort of challenges as a as a traditional retailer, or are there different things they have to worry about as opposed to, you know, again, just a traditional retailer? I think, um, you know, when you think about inventory, the things we've gone through over the last couple of years uh, with COVID, inventory challenges were the same for rent-to-own dealers as they were for retail dealers. If you can't get inventory, you can't get inventory. One thing that taught us, uh, I think, in, in both sides of the business was that you cannot be um, – so focused on one vendor partner that that you just get hung up and you can't go somewhere else. I think it's taught a lot of RTO dealers that they've got to diversify and and have some uh, different vendor partners available for them. Um, the other challenge is always always the coworkers making sure you recruit and retain your, your quality team, um, especially in rental to to keep that relationship going. I mean, when a when a store manager moves from one store to another the current customers will always ask where they, if it was a good relationship, where they went, sometimes even move to that store as a customer to move with that person. It's not necessarily the company. It's the, it's the person that runs the store. So it's an interesting dynamic for, for rental. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's interesting. On the inventory side, you know, you think these are appliances that are, well, not obviously it could be other product as well, but you know, product that come, it goes out and comes back in. So is it, how much a you mentioned the inventory side and, and struggling to get product is it something that you know how about when that product comes back like what, what's it what's it like to i mean obviously they're prepping to get it ready for another customer so there's some refurbished side of things i imagine that go into that um so is it you know from the inventory side kind of a two-prong question you know what, what's it like when that product comes what's that for the the retailer what do they have to do and then you know, is it as big of a challenge because they know they have product coming back in and they can kind of time it and things like that? Or uh, are they really out, truly out there looking for new product for their store or for their warehouse, I guess? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the one thing with, with the rental business is that they are in the furniture and bedding, appliances, electronics. I mean, they're in, in every major category uh, in their store. So they're dealing with all those products. They will order... Um, it's, it's, a, it's a tough balance because returns, when inventory is returned from customers, you can't predict. I mean, you have trends where you say, I might do 15 returns in a week. I can expect 15 uh, previously rented pieces to come back, but it's not always the case. Some, some weeks are heavier, some are less. Uh, and then they don't want that return. They don't want that product coming back. But when it does, uh, the store coworkers are um, well-trained to, to refurb. It's, it's making sure... Uh, if it's furniture that they're they are uh, using the machines that they've got on hand to to clean that furniture, 
make it look as presentable as possible, as close to new as possible. And then depending on the condition, it, um, it is put out for re-rent and uh, there is savings on those pieces as well. A lot of customers come looking for those previously rented pieces. Interesting. So, I mean, it's a, so that's, I guess, one of those things you, you think about, you know, a traditional retailer, when they're getting a return, it's usually a customer that's unhappy because something went wrong with the product and they want to either get have it exchanged, have it fixed, you know, bigger appliances, obviously, they want you to come out and do it. But, you know, in, in those instances where um, something's getting replaced as opposed to the, the lease is up, in theory, um, you know, and, and it's being returned. So, um, how does that impact, you know, are those products being, I, I guess in the RTO space, warehouse is obviously super important to these dealers and having the space to store product and things like that. You know, what, what are some of those, um, you know, the, I guess from the merchandising perspective, how different does a store look internally for an RTO dealer versus a, a traditional, you know, retailer? That's a great question. I, I, you know, the, the tr- traditional rent to own store, uh, in, in my history was somewhere around five, maybe 6,000 square feet in retail that just doesn't exist. Yeah. I and mean, that is super small. Right. Um, so, you, you know, you divide that space up with, um, with 20% of the back room and then the, the showroom is the rest. And what you will see if you walk into a traditional rent owned store is you'll, you'll walk into some, uh, really fantastic looking living rooms displayed um, like you'd see in retail tables, lamps, uh, sometimes rugs, just really that, that home setting to get the customer to think that how would that look in my, in my house? Um, you'll see bedrooms with mattresses displayed. Um, you'll see electronics typically on a, on a wall, a hero wall, to, so to speak um, with, you know, 4k TVs, everything, everything you'll see out in retail. And then appliances will tend to be back towards the, the back of the showroom uh, up against a wall with refrigeration and, and uh, washers, dryers and, and things like that. So just kind of a typical setting. Yeah. So when a, when a new customer is coming in, what's, you know, I think I'm trying to think from like a customer walking into an independent retailer store, they might be looking for a product. Maybe they have something in their mind that they already know that, you know, what they want, but that that interaction between a new customer and, and a, you know, a sales floor associate at a retail store, um, you know, they're trying to explain product and, and talk them through, maybe upsell throughout the process, things like that, get those add-ons if, if a sale is being made, things like that. Is it similar? Like, uh, is the interaction between an RTO, one of those, you know, RTO sales associates um, and, and that customer, is it, are they having the same sort of conversations? Yeah, absolutely. It's selling is selling. Um, just the end of the, you know, that process is a little bit different in rent zone where they're signing an agreement to pay over time versus a credit card or a credit application. But when a customer comes in, you're looking at, um, you're looking at that ball cap they're wearing or simple conversation about the weather or what you're starting to develop. You want to develop that relationship and, and see what really, really hits home. And from there you, you kind of wander around and, and you find what product they're really focusing in on. And then, then you can talk about specifics about the product. And I think that's the same in retail as it is as rental. And then, you know, rent to own has uh, add-ons as well. So if you're talking upsell, you're talking uh, a bedroom set with a mattress, you're talking uh, a TV with a sound bar, uh, all those things play in, in rental as well. Well, I think the, interesting and important, you know, connection that could be made is that you know, d- different 
type of business, but you know, the, the way you go about it, there's a lot of similarities and, um, you know, the, the experience at the end of the day is, is customer centric and, and you don't want to really deviate from that. And, um, you know, so they just are very similar in nature. Yeah. End of the day, we're, you're trying to, to match a customer with a product to make them happy for either their need or their want, whatever it is. Um, those things are the same. I kind of lens, you know, to, to follow up on that, is there a situation, I, I mean, especially over the last couple of years with so many changing business models and retailers looking to, you know, adjust on the fly, deal with a pandemic, we're coming through the pandemic now at this point, but, um, you know, have you seen a lot of, I guess it kind of works both ways, right? Are, you know, retailers that are trying to get into the RTO space or RTO dealers that want to be more traditional retail, like, is there a lot of that crossover that happens? Yeah, one of, you know, one of the things that's, that's really, you asked earlier, what's changed and, and the one thing that, that has changed, and I didn't say it, but the one thing that has changed is that secondary finance uh, options. They're everywhere, right? You see them, you see them everywhere. And a few years, not just a few years ago, um, retailers were starting to pick up on that and they were putting this option in their retail store. So for uh, a rent to own dealer, they were seeing some of their business go down the street to a retailer because they could. So that's been a big, uh, I mean, that's a big battle for rent to own dealers to, to keep up with. And I wrote an article um, last year, I think, and it was talking about, you know, if, if retailers can take some of the rent to own customers, then rent to own needs to take some of that retail customer back and fight for it. So meaning, meaning that your store needs to look fantastic when you walk in, it needs to have a look of, I can't tell if this is a retail or a rent-to-own store. And the pricing, you know, everything has a cash price on it or a sale price on it in rental as it does in retail. So um, customers, I've seen many customers walk into a store and say, oh, I didn't know you actually sold that living room set. That's a great price. So, you know, the, the dealers today really need to focus in on that and, and make sure they're presenting in a manner that, uh, that pushes retail sales as well. No, that, that makes a, a lot of sense. Is that a hard mindset for an RTO dealer to overcome, the fact that they can sell product? Uh, sometimes because, you know, the value in that the that transaction is is obviously over time, making your money over time as a, as a dealer. So uh, sometimes they'll shy away from a retail sale, but it, it still is, you know, has its profit margins uh, in the retail sale as well. No, I mean, makes makes perfect sense. And uh, you know, what, what's kind of, you know, if if you bump into that type of RTO dealer where they they are, you know, may, may not unwilling or just not a, really open to the idea, is there like what's your pitch to them uh, about how they can go about, you know, making that kind of transition and and doing it in a successful way? Well, I mean, it's really pretty easy because they all know that that this option is out there for retailers, and they they want they want to to go at that as, as often as they can and, and try to combat that. So that's easy to start the conversation. And even, you know, retail or, or rent to own dealers will sometimes pull one of those options into their store as well. So if a customer comes in and, and has that mindset that, that I'm looking for retail, um, sometimes it's hard to convince the customer that this is a, a great option for you. Then you can say, oh, well, I do have this option for you as well if you want to just purchase it outright today so you know that's a great way to uh, to combat that obviously um marketing plays a 
a big role in that, you know, getting that message out to the, the customer base. Is it very different, um, you know, with, with the spaces kind of blending and, and, you know, RTO dealers and, and sort of getting out, away from, I guess, you know, the, the traditional thoughts of how they would want to market and things like that. Like, has has their message or it's going to depend market to market, things like that. You're not going to have the same message necessarily on the East Coast as you have on the West Coast, that sort of thing. But, you know, how how has marketing changed in the RTO space? Or are they talking about themselves differently or can they? I mean, from your perspective, you know, what can they change their message or should they change their message and sort of how they're positioning themselves? Well, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, pandemic raised the importance of a, a social presence for retailers as it did for rent to own as well. And some of those dealers who did not even have a website, um, you know, certainly got into it because you had to. So I think it, it, everybody uh, upped their game into website and, and, uh, and social media. I think, um, you know, marketing, you have to tell your story and, and talk about all those pluses that come with the, the rent to own transaction whether it be free delivery, which you may not may or may not see in retail, whether it might be that service that, that comes along with it for two years, and I will come to your house and I will fix it, or I'll give you a loaner that you can use. There's all these pluses that, that the rent-to-own transaction has with it that uh, they've, they've got to tell that story. Because uh, not, everybody, not everybody knows it. Yeah, that's uh, very true, and it um, uh, kind of opens up a whole Pandora's box. I don't... Time-wise, I want to you know be cognizant of how long people have uh, attention spans these days listening to podcasts. But you know, thinking about the the website side of things and how important, like, have they? They obviously haven't been super important traditionally in RTO space. So, you know, I imagine you want that customer coming into the store to make payments and things like that. So you know, I guess websites aren't necessarily are they transactional or have they been or are you seeing them become more transactional over time? Yeah, that there you know the websites have been important for a long time yeah. for for rent own. Um, it is it is different in the fact that the the closing of the agreement or the actual purchase in a rental transaction you know requires a customer to sign an agreement that they're going to keep up that payment as long as they want to. Really, they can return at any time. But so it's different um, on a website than it is for a retailer. So so that piece is is kind of difficult to to get through. Um, but showcasing accurate products, you know, the, the things that you carry day to day and maybe keeping even keeping up with inventory levels on your website to say that piece is no longer there, you take it down and, and things like that need to be done in the, in the rental industry as well. Yeah, I, I, important should have been a uh, wrong term. It's more not not that it's it's as far as the the end result and how a customer goes about, you know, working with the RTO dealer, but the 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 strategy and use of that website obviously still has a lot of meaning to an RTO dealer. And so, but it's just right. a different way of thinking about it as opposed to, you know, a, a traditional retailer that'll have a shopping cart on their website and you know be able to complete a purchase or, or something along those lines, as opposed to you know showing what's available and and dra- really. As the RTO dealer, you're using that site to drive that traffic into your store, yes. uh, as opposed, which you know traditional retailers want to as well. They obviously want you into the store so they can upsell you and, and get those attachments and get that experience and hook the customer and guarantee the sale. But um, just a different way of thinking about those sort of things. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, the, the final transaction with the 
the payment is is definitely a challenge in, in rent home to make that happen through a website. Uh, yeah. So. Cool. Well, Mr. Dockey, I, like I said, we could go on for hours. I think uh, it's just a really interesting <laughs> space, and um, you know, I appreciate you taking the time with us today and and kicking off uh, our RTO month here on Independent Thinking, and uh, look forward to catching up in Orlando soon enough before we know it. And, you know, until then safe travels to you and uh, enjoy your time, you know, globe trotting around and, and covering the RTO space for us. Thanks Rob. Appreciate it. Awesome. And thanks again to Kev for taking the time and, uh, you know, helping to educate me. Hopefully you learned a little bit too about the rent to own space and just, so interesting to you know navigate the the differences and similarities between you know the way a, a rent to own dealer has to think and approach their business and strategize you know everything from their marketing efforts to the store to uh, the layout and and just how they you know approach business. It's it's just so cool to me and um, you know nice to be able to have someone like Kev on our team to tap into and and learn from. So I, again, appreciate him taking the time and chatting with us. And as always, appreciate you listening to the Independent Thinking Podcast, and we will catch you next time.